0: Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Parenting SOS podcast. My name is Nadia Tari and I'm a mom of four with my youngest two kids having special needs. I wanted to create a podcast where other parents who have a child with special needs could come to get some tips, suggestions, and encouragement. Um, first and foremost, I do want to apologize because I missed last week. I do believe it is the first time I missed a week of doing my podcast in about a year and a half. But I was so sick, I was just miserable, um, as a matter of fact, um, my youngest two boys, Isaiah and Josiah, as well as my husband and I, we all got really sick, so it was really challenging um, runny nose fever, cough, um, you know body aches um, just just miserable <laughs> so anyway, um that is why I did not do an episode last week. I was just too sick. But um, on that note, I did want to share just a little bit about some tips that, especially going into you know winter months, if you have a child who has special needs, maybe what you could let um, some friends and family know ahead of time to hopefully avoid you and your family and your kids from getting sick. Um, normally... We don't tend to get sick that often, but we did have a family over for Thanksgiving, which was um you know basically a week and a half ago um so there was maybe what twelve of us all together here at our house on thursday thanksgiving um and and everybody was fine and healthy that did not appear that anyone was sick. And we had a wonderful Thanksgiving, actually. And then Friday, um, toward Friday evening, it seemed like Josiah wasn't doing so well. Um, But then Saturday, um, so two days after Thanksgiving, it was quite obvious that Josiah was, in fact, really sick. Um, He was fussy. Um, He normally likes to walk around in his bouncy. Um, It's like a bouncer, you know, for a small child. He walks around in that. Um... And he didn't want to be in there. He was just wanting to be held. He was whiny, Um, started coughing, runny nose, the whole bit. So Josiah was the first one to get sick, and he is our five-year-old. And that was Saturday. And then the very next day, Sunday, so just a couple days after Thanksgiving, is when my husband and I and Isaiah, my seven-year-old, got sick. And so it just was really challenging to, you know, it's one thing if one of us is sick or even if two of us is sick, but having all four of us sick. Ironically, my mom did not get sick, even though she lives here in the house with us Um, and she's going to be 71 in like two months. So I'm not sure how she didn't catch it, but maybe she just has a really great immune system. But anyways, getting back to the tips for heading into the winter months. um, You know, obviously with COVID, it helped, I think, get everyone aware, more aware of the importance of hand washing. You know, if you sneeze or cough, obviously go wash your hands. These, seems, these seem like obvious things that you don't even need to talk about. But, um, one of the quickest ways that you can avoid getting sick is good hand washing, you know, and it just sounds so simple enough, like, duh. But the truth is not everybody thinks to wash their hands. Um, you know, they may cough into their mouth and not think anything of it. They may even sneeze and maybe they'll wipe their hands on the side of their pants or their shirt. Um, guys especially tend to think you know oh no big deal right but if you have a child with special needs um you probably already understand the importance of you know everyone being really careful about you know washing their hands and not coughing or sneezing or coming around your little ones when they're sick And so I'm not sure if my boys picked up this sickness from school um, or maybe it was someone who came over for Thanksgiving. I don't really know. But what I wanted to share in today's podcast episode is just the importance of not being afraid to ask friends and family, even strangers, you know, if they want to come over, they want to visit, they want to spend time with your child or you know, um, hold your child, read them a story, do, you know, normal things, Um, it's okay to ask um, that everyone wash their hands first. I know when a mom gives birth to a baby, it's like almost a no-brainer that people will go, oh, let me wash my hands first, and then I'll hold the baby. You know, it's, I'm sure you've heard of this, um, it's probably happened to you before, so nobody thinks twice about washing their hands before holding a newborn. But if you have a child or two children who have special needs and and have a low immune system, I think it 's just as important that you make sure that the people that are coming around your children um or people who interact with your children, like at the schools and things like that, that they have a really um you know, strong awareness that they need to be, you know, hypersensitive washing their hands. And if they do sneeze or cough, um, just make sure that they know how important it is that they go wash their hands thoroughly, you know, before interacting with your child. And so um, I know we've gotten kind of lax about that when people come over, just letting them, you know, Go near my boys or hold them or read them stories or whatever. And I love that we have family and friends who want to hang out with my boys and want to give them attention. And that's wonderful and great. Um, I also love that my boys, both of them, have um, caretakers at their school who really take great care of them. They love being with my boys and being their caretaker. So I feel like that's a huge blessing. Um, But I also just know how important it is, because my boys have such a low immune system, that when they get sick, it's not like when we get sick, you know, we get sick, and it sucks, but then you know, we're fine, and we get better. Well, Isaiah was not only not getting better, my seven year old he was just getting worse and worse as a matter of fact um we had to take him to the emergency room just 2 days ago because he had been sick for a week he had been sick for 7 days straight um he wasn't really having any wet diapers um meaning he wasn't peeing that much he was having like you know diarrhea but uh he was coughing uncontrollably he kept having a fever. So we were giving him, you know, alternating between Tylenol and ibuprofen. Um, you know, it's not running nose, just just crying and whining and whining and whining. And it's just like, you know, as many of you know, both of my boys are nonverbal. And so, you know, their muscles don't work right. So they can't talk, they can't tell us where it hurts exactly, or, you know, what's hurting them or where at. And so it's just, it was just breaking my heart that Isaiah was so miserable. I mean, Josiah was pretty miserable too, but um, Josiah didn't have an uncontrollable cough, whereas Isaiah did. And Isaiah, Josiah, my five-year-old, he did not get um, a fever quite as bad as what Isaiah did. They both got fevers, but um, we were able to keep Josiah's fever under control, whereas Isaiah was much harder we just kept alternating giving him Tylenol and then a couple hours later then we would give ibuprofen and then like 4 or 5 6 hours later go back to giving him Tylenol and we just had to keep this up around the clock and it was just like um but when Isaiah started coughing uncontrollably and I mean uncontrollably I'm talking about coughing for 40 minutes straight like I've never seen him cough that hard and for that long and my mom and I just decided it was definitely time to take him in to the emergency room. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that are sick, and every time you go to the ER, you're always waiting for three hours or more, so it's something that we don't take lightly, but um, I also they were having difficulty breathing, so we were constantly having to do um, nebulizer treatments and, you know, giving the flow vent, which is an inhaler, you know, to help open up the lungs, and then they have an albuterol, which is a different inhaler. Um, the flow vent is more for every single day, whether they're having difficulty breathings or not. Um, but the albuterol is more for when they're really struggling to breathe. But we were actually giving the albuterol in the liquid format through a nebulizer, um, because it just really gets in there better. We put a mask over their faith face, you know, so they breathe it in through their nose and their mouth and, um, even with the nebulizer treatment, even with everything we were doing, um, it was, Isaiah was just not getting better. So anyways, a couple of days ago, we took Isaiah into the emergency room and, you know, they took, well, we took both the boys in, but I was mainly concerned about Isaiah. So they hooked them up to see what their oxygen levels were. Fortunately, their oxygen levels were good, even though they were struggling to breathe. And then, um, You know Isaiah's heart rate was going pretty fast but he does tend to have a faster heart rate than normal and um, you know they did an x-ray to see if he had pneumonia because when they listened to his lungs it sounded really congested. Um, It was just really worrisome and fortunately the x-ray came back and showed that there that Isaiah did not have pneumonia but they did test for for flu so they did a swab up his nose and that came back positive so I mean it was obvious to us that you know Isaiah and Josiah were really sick um, but we just didn't know what was the cause of it and so um, it turns out they got the flu that's that's obviously what my husband and I and our two kids had. So I just want to take this time to encourage you, please be extra careful. Um, you know, it's not easy taking care of one child who has special needs and who has a low immune system, but it's really hard, you know, if you have two kids who have special needs and especially if you and your partner, you know, if your whole family gets sick, it's just honestly, it's miserable. Um, like I said, that's why I didn't do a podcast episode last week. I was just so, so sick. Um, and so anyway, I hope that you'll think, um, you know, you'll not be hesitant to ask the people who are around your children to be extra careful to go wash their hands before, um, you know, coming near your children. And then, I would just say, you know, I would ask, you just make it like a a known rule to all your friends, all your family, anyone who comes over to your house, just say, you know, I would ask that you not come over to our house if you or anyone in your household has been sick in the last seven days, you know, because even if someone comes over to your house and they're not sick. What if their child was sick or what if their spouse was sick, you know? So they could be carrying, you know, basically the sickness or the virus or whatever it is. They could be bringing it over to your house and giving it to your children, even if they themselves don't feel sick. Um, So if you can just let everyone know if you or anyone in your house has been sick over the past seven days, um, you know, I would ask that you not come over to our house. Things like that, that may seem like, well, that's a bit extreme. But is it really? Is it really extreme when you're just trying to protect your children who have low immune system, um, you know, your children with special needs? I think um, you would probably agree that it's most important that we do everything we can to keep them safe. And so, um, and I know kids get sick in the summer as well. It's not just the winter months, but just because this just happened to us. And as I sit here and record this, Isaiah and Josiah are still sick. Um, They're not going to school, obviously. (laughs) Um, They both still have a cough and Uh, runny nose and I mean it's just it's miserable um to see your child or your children um suffer and be so sick and it's just it's just heartbreaking so this past week and a half has been really really hard um well pushing two weeks yeah um on Friday day after tomorrow will be two weeks since Josiah got sick and um I just want to help, hopefully, that you guys can avoid this. So um, please don't be afraid to ask people before they come near your children to please if they'll go wash their hands really thoroughly. And also don't be afraid to say, I would ask that if you or anyone in your household have been sick in the past seven days, that you please, you know, not come around or not go near my child. And, you know, of course, you can say that in the most loving tone as possible, Um, but You know, I think sometimes we don't want to hurt people's feelings, and sometimes we don't want to seem like we're being dramatic or we're being such an overprotective parent. But I think if people could see what our kids are going through, if they could see how much they suffer, it's like they shouldn't be offended. And if they are offended, I don't know that I want them around my kids anyway. Because how um, simple is it? to just go wash your hands it's it's something that can be done in 60 seconds like it's not a big deal and if they're getting offended over that then that's a little worrisome also if you're asking if they or anyone in their house has been sick over the past seven days you know you're asking that they not come near your children I think that's just kind of a basic common sense request I don't really think that's like going overboard um but that's my personal opinion you can obviously take it or leave it but what I want to do is I'm trying to help you guys to avoid what we just went through and what we're still going through because they're they're obviously not back to healthy yet they're still sick um and it's just so scary like I said earlier so anyway um yes I hope that helps um please be extra cautious uh with the, you know, people that hang around your kids and obviously you yourself. <laughs> I'm sure that you're very aware about the importance of, you know, hand washing and all that goodness. I know um, my husband and I are really good about that. But anyways, if you are a parent of a child with special needs, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group. It's a safe environment strictly for parents who have a child with special needs, where you can get the encouragement and support from other parents who can relate to what you're going through. The name of my private Facebook group is the same name of my podcast, which is called Special Needs Parenting SOS, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.